Welcome to the Hill City Church Podcast. We are a church family located in Springfield, Missouri. You can learn more about us and support our ministries at hillcitysgf.org. Hey, Happy New Year. My name is Brad. I'm the lead teaching pastor here at Hill City. Now listen, I, I got to say this before we get going. So when we started Hill City, we did Sunday night church. It was awesome. Right? Ate breakfast at like 9 o'clock. Got to watch some football games. Now here's what's crazy about tonight is you guys don't know this. So Scott Hardwick was sitting right here. Cody's right there. These were like our OG worship guys at Hill City. Okay? Listen to me. We gave them a grand total of zero dollars to do this for years. And they so faithfully pointed us to Jesus. And I'm back there like I, I, got, I, almost, I can't even hardly participate. I'm going to get all choked up and messed up. I'm going to be able to talk. Just being able to be pointed to Jesus by these guys was such an, an oh, it was awesome. We're so grateful. Hill City would not be Hill City without those two guys right there. I just want to say that. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Please. All right, so here's how, this, here's how this goes in the Lotes family. New Year starts. Every year, Jenny and I will sit down, and what we will do is we'll just talk about family goals. What do we want to accomplish uh, in 2023? What do we want to do? And, and we'll, maybe it'll be uh, in, in the uh, arena of our faith. Maybe it'll be in the arena of our finances, and some of it just in the arena of fun. And we'll just kind of categorize these and be like, hey, here's what we want. We just set goals. We've done this uh, now for about four years. Well, this year... We invited the four kids in on this process, okay? It went very smoothly, which I want you to know. All right, but no, why do we do that? Well, it's a time for us to recalibrate, right? It's a time for us, and I used it this year. We got the kids in the room. We actually got out of town to do this, and, and we, we like talk about who are we? And we also talked about, hey, this is who we're not. That's not us. We use that phrase a lot. Hey, that's not us, all right? So I'll say that a lot to my kids, and, and we talked about this. And, and what happens is as time flows, right, you guys know this, there can become a disconnectedness, even within the family. Everybody kind of is focused on their thing. And that happens in, in our family, for sure. We get focused on what we need to get done and what we prefer and what we feel like needs to get done. And before you know it, sometimes, and even most of the time, unintentionally, a family can find itself working against each other. This happens in my own home. So I address it. So I want you to know this also happens with the staff at Hill City Church, and we are addressing it. It's not that there's a problem. It's that if we don't address it, there will be a problem. You see what I'm saying? Okay, guess what? This happens in the church. So here's what we're going to do tonight. Uh, it's New Year's Day, and we're just going to talk about 2023, but what you're going to experience tonight, we're just going to have a family chat. Like if you're calling Hill City Church your church, we're going to have a family chat. If you're visiting, welcome to our family chat. Some of this may not make a ton of sense to you, okay? Um, but we've had a lot of new people come to this church, specifically over the last six to ten months, and it would, it's just fair that we let you know what you're actually getting yourself into, okay? We want to be fair. So what we do regularly here is we go through books of the Bible. Two Sundays from now, we will jump into the Gospel of Mark, and we will be there almost all of 2023, okay? That's just not what we're going to do tonight. 
As I already said, we've had a lot of new people come to this church, and here's the reality. We're grateful. We think. You're like, wait a minute, that's, that's, I don't think that's what you're supposed to say. Like, you're a pastor. No, that, we think we're grateful. Maybe we're not going to be so grateful. A lot of our discussion tonight may depend upon that. Okay, so here's the deal. If you've been here forever, or if you've just started coming and maybe t- today's your first day. I-, I don't know. Here's what I want you to get tonight. It's very important that we are all moving in the same direction, pulling the cart in the same direction, working together. That's very important. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. Okay? Together, we love God, we love others, and we make disciples of Jesus Christ. Together. Very important word. Okay, now here is is just a little caveat. I'm going to say some things tonight. I am very careful. I do not like knock on other churches. This is a family talk. I don't pretend, we will never pretend that Hill City does it right and other people do it wrong. Are you with me? We just know that we believe God gives us a direction and we're going to go that direction. It may not be the direction that other churches go. So don't hear what I'm saying tonight ever and think, oh, he's knocking churches. I'm not. I just have to let you know where we're going, who we are, what we're doing. So what are we going to do tonight? We're going to talk about the what, we're going to talk about the how, and then we're going to talk about the what how. And that's a word in my vocabulary, the what how. It'll make sense. So let's talk about the what. Taylor read it to us. It's the Great Commission. That we should go make disciples. But before we read that we should go make disciples, it was told us that all authority was given to Jesus. And guess what? If you've been here with us, you know this. Jesus is our king. He's the guy we follow. He is our king. He has all authority. That's really, really good news. He has all authority. Therefore, we can go and make disciples. This is the job of every Christ follower every christ-centered church this is what every christ follower should be about this is what every christ-centered church should be about making disciples that's what we do okay now how are we going to do this now simply here we we preach the gospel of jesus we're going to continue to do that we're going to talk about his life his death his burial his resurrection his ascension over and over and over again if you come for something different than that you will be disappointed. And we, here's, here's our reality. We want to see people of all ages come to faith in Christ. We want to see people from all demographics come and pass from death to life. And here's what we believe in this church. No one gets so mature in their faith that they outgrow the gospel. That's why we're just going to keep preaching it over and over and over again. Because it's what we need to hear. So individually, how do we do this well quite simply we share the gospel so here it is the first thing I want to tell you is that in 2023 just what if let's play a game what if we all would just commit to share the greatest news that we've ever heard in our lives what if we did that amazing things would happen some of you might be I don't really know how to do that like I haven't been following Jesus I don't really know how to do that lucky for you John chapter 9 is in the Bible and here's what happened in John chapter 9 a dude that was blind from birth, meets Jesus. Jesus spits in some mud, rubs it together, puts it on his eyes, says, go wash it off. He did. He could see. 
He goes to the Jewish, the, power, the Jews, the powers that be at that time. They're like, what happened? He's like, Jesus told me, he put mud on my eyes. He told me to go wash it off. I did, I can see. And they're like, man, something's wrong. We don't like this guy. They come back to him. Tell us again, because this guy's messed up. And they start saying all these terrible things about, and th- this, this is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, because I just, it, almost, it makes me emotional every time. And, and the blind guy's like, they're like, tell us again. And he says, listen, I don't know about all the stuff you guys are saying. But here's what I know. I was blind, and now I'm not. It was really good news to the guy. He hadn't seen a thing his whole life. All he did was tell people what Jesus did for him. That's sharing the gospel. So here's a question to you. What has Jesus done for you? Tell us. Tell people. This is what Jesus did for me. I once was an alcoholic, but I met Jesus, and now I'm not. I once was addicted to women. I met Jesus. I just did what he told me to do. Now I'm not. And listen to me. People are going to think that's dumb. That doesn't work. Neither does putting mud on blind people's eyes. That doesn't work either, right? But you know what the blind person did? He just did what Jesus told him to do. And guess what? He could see. What did Jesus do for you? I was lonely. I was lonely beyond anything you could ever imagine. But I met Jesus. And I'm not lonely. And some of you are like, hey, I don't have this like dark thing or this heavy thing in my past. Like my mom and dad taught me about Jesus and I believe him and I love him. And I'm like, praise God. I hope, listen, I pray that that's my kid's story. But there's still something that they have to share, and so to you, so to you, and, and, and it's just that. Hey, I never had this dark, crazy past, but once I heard about Jesus, that he died for me, for all my sins. And then I actually heard that if, if I died without him, I'd go to hell. And you know what? I believe in him. I'm going to follow him because he's my king. That's it. That's what happened to you. And God can use that. That's sharing the gospel. What if we just did that in 2023? Now, that's individually. I'm talking to you individually. That's a how. Corporately. I want to talk to you tonight about one of our how we make disciples. I would say maybe you could call this a strategy. We are a salt network church. This is a network of churches that exists in major university cities. A major university is classified as a university of 15,000 students or more. And we are in a network of churches. There are 24 churches in our SALT network. There will be five more starting in 2023 on major, in major university cities. And here's what we do at Hill City Church. We intentionally go after college students. What did I not say? I did not say we only go after college students. But we intentionally go after college students. So let me give you a little bit of a history of what happened here, right? You kind of have these things. This thing happened where the church was like, college students are scary. College campuses are kind of whack. So what, what the local churches did is they outsourced the gospel to what we would call parachurches, okay? Praise God for parachurches. Can we say that? I'm not knocking parachurches tonight or ever. Praise God. You know why? They filled the gap where the local church dropped the ball. Are you with me? 
Okay, I'm talking about your crews, I'm talking about your stumos, I'm talking about your FCAs, I'm talking about all those. Those are awesome. But what they were doing and what they are doing is the job of the local church. It's para-church. Because they thought, well, the gospel, man, they don't want to hear the gospel on college campuses. That's all the more reason for the local church to say, well, let's go there then. And parachurches did that. And what we say at Hill City is this. We're going there. We don't want to outsource that to the parachurches anymore. We are going there. So that's what we do. Now, here's what else happens. You, is you, you see this movement. It's like, hey, man, the parish, that's right. We believe in what you said, Brad. So what we did is we started, and, and now churches are popping up all over the country that are churches of college students, right? They're going to college campuses. They're starting churches, and it's only college students in that church. It's a church of college students. I don't think that's very healthy. I love you guys. You need some old people around you, okay? I love you guys. My kids need you around them. Are you with me? We're not going to be a church of college students. So what you have in other places across the country are churches with college students. Like they do church, they're doing their thing, and they look around, they're like, hey, there are some college students here. We should start something for them. And they, they just kind of have a church with college students. So they kind of like bolt on a college ministry along all their other ministries. Are you with me? And, and, and it's like, well, they're here, so let's do something for them. Well, that's not Hill City. We're not a church of college students. We're not a church with college students. Hill City Church is a church for college students that love college students. And we will go after college students. Now hear me out, I'm not, I cannot allow anyone to, to dichotomize this situation, which happens in our country all the time. Well, there he said it. They don't care about me. I'm not a college student. I'm not a parent of a college student. Guess I don't belong here. You might not belong here, but that's not the reason why. I don't have college students. I don't have, my kids are not in college. I am not a college student. I don't want us to fall into this distorted thinking. We absolutely care at this church about marriages and parenting and families and spiritual growth. And we want people of all ages to pass from death to life. It matters to us. It matters to us. Listen, look at our new building. Just When you put your eyes on that place, you're like, yep, they, they absolutely care about all of us. Because here's what I know about, they don't care. Give them a cave and a curtain and they'll worship. They don't care. <laughs> Listen, you know what else I love about this? I love the fact that my kids think it's normal that college students are heavily involved in the local church. That's really good for my kids to see because guess what? They're going to be one day. College students. One for sure. The other three, flip a coin. Okay? <laughs> Listen. But they'll be college-age students. Okay? And when they get to that age, it's going to be like, well, yeah. That's, that's, that's what, that's what college-age people do. They go to their church. They get involved. They make disciples. They serve in kids. They sing. They do all that. My kids get to see that. Yours do too. That's a big deal. 
I don't know if you know this or not, but there are over 42,000 college students in the Springfield area. Most of them don't follow Jesus. The field is white with harvest, and we will go after them. God is pursuing them, and we will join him in that pursuit. Now, this isn't, I'm just going to give you a side note here. We will resource this. Our resources will reflect this. Okay? What God calls you to do in giving, much of that's going to go to reflect this. I'm not going to do a sermon on giving. Those are coming in 2023. Okay? They are. There's, there's another reason why it matters to us so much that we are going to make disciples and we're going to focus on college students. We're going to make disciples of all ages, but one of the houses that we focus on college students is because in, in the United States right now, you could categorize, and, and again, this may be oversimplification, you could categorize churches in three categories. One, you have what I call the please stay churches. And these constitute 80 to 85% of all churches in America. And these churches are dying by the day. I mean, like literally ceasing to exist. And what they are is they're churches that are just begging people, please stay. Whatever we got to do to get you to stay, please stay. You want this ministry? You get it. Oh, you want this ministry? Have at it. You want that ministry? Yes. Whatever it is, just tell us. We'll do it. Please stay. And they're shrinking. And they're dying. And then you have the churches called the please come churches. This is 10 to 15% of the churches in America. These churches are actually growing. But let me explain how they're growing. See, in the United States of America, just imagine all the people that go to church and, and they're a pie. They're just a pie. Well, that pie used to be really big, and that pie is shrinking. Of the people in the United States who attend church, it's shrinking by the year. And what happens in the please come churches is they keep getting bigger slices of the shrinking pie. Okay, now I'm going to share something with you I just have observed that may or may not be the case. This may be happening at Hill City right now. We've grown a lot in the last six to ten months. And my fear is that all we're doing is getting a little bit bigger piece of a shrinking pie. I love you. That does not interest me or the elders at all. See, here's what happens at please stay churches. Sorry, please come churches. Please come. Please come. What will happen a lot in these churches is they will become forms of entertainment. But the hour is coming and is right now, it's here. When true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. I overheard this in this church. It was a visitor. It is what it is. There was a lady. I'm going to say she's close to 50. She's a visitor. I don't even know her name. 
but I heard her say something about our music, and she's like, that's not my jam. And immediately, I'm like, you're almost 50. You shouldn't use that phrase. You should be like, this is not what I prefer. Okay? We don't take into account what you prefer here when it comes to how we worship specifically with music. We are not entertainers. We are worshipers. This is why we do certain things and why we don't do certain things. This is, listen, you're going to come in here some days and we're going to be rowdy. It is what it is. And then you're going to come in here someday and we're going to be sitting on stools, chilling out. The level of worship is exactly the same. But what we will not do is entertain. Specifically what goes on here pre-sermon is that we are we're worshiping our king. We're getting our hearts in tune and softened our minds ready to hear what he might have us hear through the preaching of his word. And then we sing afterwards just to lift his name high and thank him for maybe what we heard or, or what he might, a direction he may have given us. But listen to me, it isn't entertainment and it never will be. Because we are not a please come church. Third, the please go church. Less than 1% of churches in all of America are please go churches. Now this, don't read that. And say, it's not please go away. We will be a sending church. We're not interested in getting a bigger slice of the shrinking pie of church attenders but what we will do is we will plant churches in major university cities and here's the thing one of the reasons that we will go hard after college students is because when we send college students will go when we send recently graduated college students will go but hear what I said when we send a bunch of us gotta be here sending are you with me? That's what it's going to take. There are going to be people that are going to start leaving out of here. For sure, 2026, there are going to be people leaving out of here to plant churches. Then we're going to try to do it again in 2028. Then we're going to try to do it in 2030. People are going to be leaving out of here. They're going to be going, going, because we are a please go church. And we definitely have to have some people that sit here that keep us strong and solid. So when we look around, they go, okay, he's still here. She's still here. He's still here. Okay, we're, all, we're good. Let's go. Let's do this again. So here's the deal. If you're, if you're new here, here's what I hope. I hope Hill City might become a place for you to connect. I hope Hill City might become a church that, where you can live out what God has called you to live. I definitely hope Hill City can, can, can be a church where you can grow. I hope this is a church where you feel like I can raise my family in this church. I can point my kids to Jesus in this church. I know that other people around me will help me point my kids to Jesus. I want some of you to think, man, I'm going to find my husband in this church. I'm going to find my wife in this church. Yes. What better place? But I need to tell you, and I'm telling you this in love, 
we have a very clear path. We've made it plain. We believe God has us going in this direction. And here's the reality. I can, I can speak for myself. I can speak for the elders. I can speak for Nelson over here and, and, and our staff. Listen, we gave our lives to Jesus a long time ago. So if he ever tells us this isn't the way we want to go, you know what we're all going to do? We're not going to go that way. But this is the way he's told us to go. And we're going to go that way. And if you find yourself struggling to go in that same direction, this might not be the church for you. And I'm telling you that with love. Like, go do what God has called you to do. Just know some of you, he hasn't called you to do it here. It doesn't mean he hasn't called you to do it. And now listen to me. I'm going to reiterate this. This is just one of our hows. Are you with me? But it's a big one. It's a big one. So I told you the what. I told you the how. Now i got to talk to you about the what, how. We've already... Our, the ship has already been sort of turning. And I wanted, I wanted to keep turning because we're not there yet. How are we going to make disciples? How are we going to reach college students? How are we going to move into a new building? How are we going to have all the visitors connect and do what they need to do and get them on board with the vision and mission of Hill City? How are we going to do that? Well, with awesome strategy? No. With super charming personality? No. How are we going to do it? If they say nothing of Hill City Church, if we say nothing of ourselves in 2023 except for this, I'll be okay with it. Are you ready? Those people prayed like crazy. That's all they do, they just pray. Heck yeah, it is. Why? Because the prayer of the righteous person has great power in its working, James 5.16 tells us. Why? Because the, 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray without ceasing. Philippians 4.6 says, be, do not be anxious for anything. Don't be anxious about all these crazy college kids around here. But in every situation, pray. By prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. 1 John 5.14, this is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. That's not talking about stuff. You know what it is talking about? Making disciples. We ask God, help us make disciples. He's going to hear us. He'll answer that one. Well, that's what we're going to pray. God, send us, no, not, one, not hundreds of college students. Send us thousands of college students. I think he'll answer that one. Luke 10, 2. Okay, listen. Raise your hand. Who has the alarm set for 10, 02? Get them up. Get them up. Some of you are like, dang it. You know you can't lie. Luke 10, 2. The harvest is plentiful. The labors are few. Therefore, pray that the Lord would send laborers. He'll answer that one. We must pray, Hill City. So that we are not self-reliant. See, by our praying, we express our dependence upon God. Let me go back to what I said. I want you to, everybody just stand with me. Go back to what I said, the front end of this. Jesus, before he gave us the Great Commission, he said, All authority has been given 
to me. Listen, Jesus died on a cross. He conquered death. He rose again. He's, he's sitting on his throne right now. He's our king. He makes us able. We get to pray because Jesus made it possible. Let me just ask you a few questions. Can we move into a new church depending only on our ideas and our charm and expect it to go well? Oh, you, you thought I wasn't really asking you a question. Can we do that? Then we must pray. Can we expect God to use us so that people pass from death to life in 2023 just with some good strategy? So we better pray. Can you, personally, can you do 2023 on your own? On your own power? On your own strength? Then you got to pray. Can you be the parent that you're supposed to be? Just on your own, reading a few parenting books? You better pray. You better pray for those kids. Can you be the husband? Can you be the wife that you're supposed to be, that God would have you be? Can you just, can you just take a, a, parenting, or a marriage seminar? People have been taking those for years. Listen, we've got to pray. So here's what we're going to do. Any guesses? We're going to pray. We'll spend the rest of our time. There's no better way to start off this year than by praying. We're not going to receive communion tonight. If you're visiting here, we receive communion almost every time we gather. We're not going to do it tonight. We're going to pray. We're going to have some elders. We're going to have some staff. We're going to have some people who aren't elders or staff. And they're going to be down here. We're going to be around. And we want to pray. Some of you are like, I'm not comfortable. I don't want to go down there and pray. Okay, don't. Pray right there. Listen, some of you need to go to somebody within, like, like really close to you and just be like, hey, how can I pray for you? And I want people to pray all over this building. We got nothing but time. We don't have another gathering for another backstop, okay? We got to pray, Hill City.